0: The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Coming to you from parts unknown. Ladies and gentlemen, this is WrestleGeddon with your host, Chris, the Heat, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of the Wrestlegeddon Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Chris the Heat Matthews, back with you once again to invade your ear holes with some more wrestling talk. So, let's jump right into it, let's get rolling. A little bit of a tidbit I want to drop here, I want to give a huge shout out to my boy Garrett Munn, or as who I like to refer to as G-Money, for uh, hooking me up with that new logo fantastic really psyched about it and it looks great uh it's pretty much uploaded to everything pertaining to the podcast so super excited about that um forgot to mention that last week so we'll clean that up tonight and get that taken care of boom thank you sir the logo is fantastic and it looks great uh monday night raw was not that exciting for me um Which that one seemed to be from everything reports that I've read coming out of RAW, it looked like Heyman had a uh, heavy influence on that show, which surprises me because it wasn't that great. Like there was really wasn't anything noteworthy aside from Gallows and Anderson winning the tag titles, um, and the Gauntlet match with Ricochet uh, winning the number one contendership for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. Other than that, it wasn't honestly wasn't that good. Uh, we started off with the the mixed tag match uh, for the twenty four seven title, which was a mosh pit match. Like, why don't we just call it what it is? It was a lumberjack match. The fuck is a mosh pit match? Like, wh- what was the mosh pit out there? Like, that's not a mosh pit. Like, apparently, someone is out of touch with the actual mosh pit is because they they pretty much crowd served Maverick back to the ring, which is stupid and then did nothing else the rest of the match besides stand out there. It w- was dumb and made absolutely no sense. Um, but it was cool to see Maverick's wife actually suit up and get into the ring. Um, if you remember, she was in the Mae Young Classic this past year, had some pretty good matchups uh, from what I saw. But uh, that was probably was not the main disappointment of the night, but we'll get into that. What um, we're going to roll into the good which was the match of the night which was a very close decision for me uh, between the gauntlet match and the raw tag team championship triple threat match uh the gauntlet was amazing uh, especially with the stuff with andrade and mysterio with andrade ripping the uh, mask off mysterio and then of course with ricochet being involved that match if you really thought anybody but ricochet was going to win this uh, especially with the loose ends that they kind of left with um, the aj and ricochet storyline from a couple weeks ago, like yeah, you really haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. Unfortunately, and I hate to be blunt about it, but that's just, that's just the way it is. So, but it was a great matchup. A great to see ricochet pick up the win, pinning um, Andrade. So it was a really solid matchup. Every single competitor in that match put on a hell of a show, uh, with the exception of exception of Sami Zayn, who was in the match for not even like five minutes. So it was a great matchup. But, match of the night for me, in my opinion, was the Raw Triple Threat Tag Team Match for the Tag Team Titles. That was a phenomenal matchup. Everything you would expect from these three teams. This was, in my opinion, this was a pay-per-view quality matchup. And it delivered on everything. Just the high-flying action between from the Usos, the, the hard-hitting style, the Revival, and Gallows and Anderson. It was a great match, and... Anytime you have the match end with a tag team match and with Gallows and Anderson picking up the win, especially picking up a title, you can't deny how awesome that is with them being one of the best tag teams in the world, being thrown in there with two of the best tag teams in the WWE right now with the Usos and the Revival, and to have them pick up the win just solidifies that someone has plans for Styles, Gallows, and Anderson to continue going forward, Uh, hopefully we get a lengthy title run from them and it's not just something where next week or you know they get thrown onto the match and thrown out to the card at SummerSlam they lose the titles again but we shall see the segment of the night uh pretty much was uh Brock beating down Rollins there really wasn't anything else going on on that show aside from like the 24-7 stuff and I'm going to talk about that in a minute but uh Brock beating down Rollins like that was a brutal beatdown and solidified how much of a badass Brock Lesnar actually is. And just how much of a beast and a monster this dude is. The way, like, the F5s onto those chairs looked ridiculous. It was, like, not ridiculous as in, like, stupid ridiculous, but ridiculous as in, holy shit, that looked like it fucking hurt. And I'm surprised that Rollins isn't dead. Ridiculous. Yes, that type of ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, it was just like that type of beat down is something that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, honestly, the last thing that even came close to that was a Strowman Roman Reigns feud when you know Strowman was pretty much beating down Roman like every night. But it, w- it was just a brutal beat down, and it really helps build more towards that matchup at Summerslam. Um. To me personally, I believe Rollins may end up winning the match at SummerSlam because of how bad this beatdown was. And they may just, they're probably trying to paint, in my opinion, may paint Rollins to be more of the underdog again. But we will see in a couple of weeks here how that actually goes. So I'm hoping next week uh, Raw's a little bit better. But uh, disappointment of the night Maria winning the 24 7 title by forcing her husband to lay down so she can stand on him one foot on his chest and pin him now yes it was another history making night for the 24 7 title as maria becomes the first ever woman pregnant woman i guess yeah first ever pregnant woman to be a champion in wwe but the whole thing was just stupid and ridiculous and makes absolutely no sense in my opinion um, I'm always one to wait and see where a story arc is going to go, but I just, I don't see where they can take this and what they can do with it, because obviously they're not going to have our truth come in and try to roll up Maria and pin her for the title, and I really don't see anybody else doing that without, you know, she actually is pregnant and it's not a storyline thing, how this is actually going to play out, so, uh, but we'll see, I guess. Um, touch a little bit there's like nothing going on in smackdown with it at all really not anything on 205 live besides um canela's taunting maverick about not being the 24-7 champion um during their unsanctioned match that's pretty much it other than that there was absolutely nothing involving the 24-7 title so hopefully we'll get some uh social media stuff for the remainder of the week to go to play on that That's pretty much Raw. Uh, Like I said, hopefully next week's show being the go-home show for SummerSlam will be a little bit more entertaining than this past Monday. Uh, SmackDown. SmackDown was much more enjoyable. Lots of cool stuff going on. The, uh, break it down here, match of the night. I had a toss-up between uh, Styles and Kofi and Ali and Shinsuke. Both of those matches delivered on all ends. Great matchups from all four of these competitors. I'm leaning more towards styling. Styles and Kofi just because the the caliber of the, the talent in that match, but I mean it could go either way with either one of those matches. And it was just a great matchup, especially with the with Ali picking up the win on Nakamura. Just didn't see that coming. You're expecting, you know, Nakamura to pick up another win, but Ali getting the pin on Nakamura was a huge surprise. And a very welcome surprise. Ali is very talented. You know, Nakamura is right up there, too, on top of his game. And it was a great matchup. It took three Kinshasa attempts. Ali dodged all three of them. After the third one, finally gets the pin on Nakamura. It's just... It was great back-and-forth action. Like, Ali is is a star. And, like, it solidifies that every time he steps into the ring. Um... There's really not much more praise I can give Styles or Kofi. These guys just kill it every time they get into the ring. Um, segment of the night had to be the uh, Firefly Funhouse skit, which was uh, quite entertaining with uh, Ramblin' Rabbit talking about how, you know, Finn Balor is his favorite wrestler, but he made a mistake messing with the Fiend. And then you saw Wyatt come in and basically look like he's PO looking for Ramblin' Rabbit. And then. It just starts busting up laughing and it gets all serious, and then you know, it gets that sinister, let me in type thing. And like, anytime you anything right now involving Bray and the Firefly Funhouse and The Fiend is going to be like on par and on top as far as like any type of segment at all. They're just very well done, very well thought out, very well written. Great, probably one of like the highlights of Raw or SmackDown anytime that these segments are on there. Uh, disappointment of the night, um, the lack of the 24 seven title, like I mentioned during the raw, um, during my, the raw rundown here, I was kind of hoping that we would have saw something and possibly with Maria dropping the title to somebody else or God knows what, I don't know, but the, the lack of that was pretty, pretty disappointing and underwhelming. Um, both shows did solidify some more matches for SummerSlam um, on top of the card, which we've already known with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, the universal title, Kofi versus Randy Orton for the WWE title, uh, Becky versus Natty for the Raw Women's title, which was kind of weird because Natty had challenged Becky to a submission match and then like pulled it back saying that Becky wouldn't accept it, which was kind of weird. I don't know what type of, what they were thinking with that. Um, bailey versus ember for the smackdown women's title which i'm really looking forward to that match a um, huge ember moon fan and have been for a while um would love to see them actually put the title on her i'm not sure if that's going to happen but we shall see um aj styles versus ricochet for the u.s title which would be a fantastic matchup uh finn balor versus the fiend which i'm looking forward to that one um there's been nothing said about the demon. So I'm pretty sure that we are getting Finn versus Bray versus the Fiend. Um, as Finn is taking some time off after SummerSlam. So I don't see Finn, you know, donning the demon paint for this matchup. Uh, what else we got? Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, his career is on the line. Uh, so if he loses, he is pretty much done. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. And announced on SmackDown last night, we have Charlotte versus Trish Stratus, which I'm really looking forward to that match. Um, Trish can still go, as proved at WrestleMania um, and previous matchups before that. And we know Charlotte is at the the top of her game as well. So that should be a pretty, pretty great matchup as far as women's matches go. And Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black, which should be a great matchup also. Those two competitors will... Generally put out some great matches, um, and the two of them together should be pretty solid. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's pretty much it for WWE news. Um, we do have TakeOver coming up the Saturday before SummerSlam. Uh, actually, I don't have anything here in my notes for that, so we'll run down that next week with predictions uh, for SummerSlam, the final cards for SummerSlam, final cards for TakeOver Toronto. Uh, I'll give you my predictions on those as well before the pay-per-view on Sunday. So lots of good stuff. We're going to take a quick break here, though, and we'll be right back with some more uh, wrestling news. We'll get in some ROH, some AEW, some Impact stuff. Um, then I've got a little bit of figure news to go through. And, of course, then what's happening at the NC Independent Wrestling scene. So stay tuned. We'll be back about 30 seconds or so. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGetting podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, y'all, welcome back. Um, We enjoyed that quick little break there. So, let's jump into some other wrestling news from around the wrestling world. Uh, Big news coming out at AEW all elite wrestling it looks like tickets for their TV debut on October 2nd will be going on sale on August 2nd so that is Friday August 2nd tickets are starting at $20 two matches so far have been announced for the TV for the live TV debut debut uh, those matches are Chris Jericho and Two Mystery Partners versus the team of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks aka the Elite um, taking another step forward into the, the storyline, the feud rolling with um, Jericho and Omega, and also Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. So two pretty high-profile f- stellar matchups um, already announced out the gate for the TV TV debut of all all Elite Wrestling. Looking forward to that. Really looking forward to having more wrestling on TV. Pretty much if you break it down. As far as what is on TV weekly, by the time this starts rolling, wrestling is pretty much going to be on like seven days a week. And it's insane. And I love it. We are really going into like a boom period for wrestling, so to say. And it's, I haven't been this excited since, you know, the 90s when we had, you know, ECW and WWE and WCW all on TV during the week. And, you know, and that was like three nights worth of wrestling. We have almost seven nights of wrestling now. Not to mention all the other stuff that's available out there, like, on demand, as far as, like, uh, New Japan streaming service, Ring of Honor streaming service, um, WWE Network. We have all this wrestling available at our fingertips now, and it's, it's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan, which is why I don't get the fucking shit with people, oh, AEW's better, WWE's better, AEW sucks, WWE sucks. Why can't you just be a wrestling fan and enjoy the fact that we have all this wrestling? But you know what? It's just cool for people to hate on WWE. And that's all it is. Knowing full well that your first fucking experience with wrestling was a WWE event. It wasn't some New Japan event. It wasn't this, that, or the third, or Ring of Honor event or something like that. It was a WWE event. You started as a WWE fan, more than likely, And you just shit on WWE because it's the cool thing to do because you think that's what needs to be done because you want to fit in with other wrestling fans. Hey, guess what? Wrestling is fucking wrestling, whether it's sports entertainment or pro wrestling. Yes, sometimes WWE sucks ass. Hey, but guess what? AEW can end up sucking ass too. We don't know that. They haven't had a TV show yet. So, yeah, their pay-per-views have been great, but there's been some flaws. Like, why they got to take shots at WWE every chance they get if they try to be an alternative to WWE? Why not just take WWE's route and not mention your competition at all and make it seem like, hey, you're the end-all be-all for wrestling? But, no, the guys at AEW would rather take shots and, you know, destroy a throne that looks like Triple H's or, you know, talk shit about the other companies. You know what Whatevs. do what you want to do i'm going to continue to watch everything because i am a wrestling fan yes my first experience as a wrestling fan was wwf i didn't discover wcw until i was probably like seven and came across wcw saturday night at my grandma's house because i didn't get that channel on my cable service provider but my grandma did so yeah that's how it goes you discover other wrestling by watching wrestling it's just how it works so yeah i said it so just be a wrestling fan just be happy we've got all this damn wrestling to watch um that just totally took me off my path here but um ring of honor nwa uh, have been business partners for quite a while with uh uh, bringing back like the Crockett Cup and doing some other stuff, but um, looks like they are splitting as business partners. No hard feelings, though. Both team, both um, companies decided it was something that they wanted to do. It was an amicable split. Um, looks like NWA will start to run standalone shows after Billy Corgan um, has finished touring with the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, really doesn't mean a whole lot for the companies. Um, Colt Cabana apparently will still be doing commentary for ring of honor as well as wrestling for nwa um we probably will just see less of some of the nwa guys on ring of honor as we as they transition through through this so still like i said it's a great time for wrestling we've got the return to nwa we've got ring of honor we've got AEW. we've got wwe we've got new japan and we have impact wrestling uh speaking of impact they just not just signed to neil dashwood Formerly known as Emma from WWE fame, so they're looking—they're rounding out their women's division, their knockouts division a little more. And I believe she's got a lot of talent to add to to their already booming uh, women's division. So pretty excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing her debut and uh, pretty much tearing it up on their uh, on their weekly show in their women's division. Um, especially it's more news coming out of Impact as well. It looks like their deal with access had fallen through so impact will still be shopping around trying to get their weekly series on weekly show on another cable channel um as well they will continue to stream on twitch that seems to be obviously the best option for them uh, especially since the channel they're on now just kind of sucks balls but um yeah that's pretty much it for any wrestling news coming out the area Uh, but let's uh, take a look at what's going on in my area, the neck of the woods that I'm in, with uh, some local North Carolina wrestling events coming up. Uh, We've got, for the month of August, we are rolling strong here. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Here we go. So let's kick it off here. August 3rd, I believe we've got two shows running in two different areas of the state. You've got Extreme World Wrestling um, in Monroe, North Carolina. Then you've got Adrenaline Pro Wrestling in Rockingham, North Carolina. Uh, What else we got here? August 4th, there is the AMLW is doing a fundraiser. Um, That's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, August 8th, you have the All Ages Micro Wrestling um, in Franklin, North Carolina. August 9th, I believe we've got two shows around on August 9th as well. You have the Midget Wrestling Show in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, what else is going on? You have Future Stars of AML in Winston-Salem. August 11th, you've got the Pro Wrestling Creative Writing thing going on. It looks like some sort of uh, event here for AML Wrestling. Um, I don't think that's an actual wrestling event, so you can kind of scratch that. Uh, what else is going on? We've got August 15th, the gathering from T Mart Promotions. Uh, that would be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I believe that's more of a uh, meet and greet type thing. August 16th, Alternative Championship Entertainment, um, Rayford, North Carolina. Uh, da, 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 da. That's pretty much it. And then you've got AML Wrestling at the end of the month in Winston-Salem. Oh, uh, this one here. August 24th, PWX in uh, Gastonia, North Carolina. And then, like I said, AML at uh, in Winston-Salem at the end of the month. And FSPW in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, that's uh, everything that's breaking down here in North Carolina in the month of August. You've got tickets on sale in September uh, for Clash of Champions, which will be Charlotte. Uh, Of course, that's WWE's annual pay-per-view, which takes place on September 15th. Also, we've got September 7th, big-time wrestling hitting the Dorton Arena, which is boasting um, appearances from Arn Anderson, Kurt Angle, and Kane. Uh, And uh, big-time wrestling, if you've never been to one of their events, they put on a pretty solid show. Uh, So if you're looking for something to do the weekend, uh, September 7th, I suggest big-time wrestling at the Dorton Arena, which is probably one of the most Famous wrestling arenas here in the Raleigh area. Uh, You also have September 21st, which is one that I'm looking forward to. It is the uh, Masters of the Ring Entertainment. Um, Looking to hit this one up. We have a meet and greet before the show. And we also have um, announced for the show as well. um, Lisa Marie Varen, formerly known as Victoria, formerly known as Tara, uh, taking on Melina to crown the first women's championship for women's champions, sorry for Masters of the Ring. Looking forward to that; it should be a solid matchup. I'm a huge fan of Lisa Marie Varon. I met her a couple of years ago here um, at uh, GalaxyCon Raleigh, uh, which formerly was SuperCon. She was she's like one of the sweetest women I've ever met as far as wrestling goes, and she was just fantastic. Me and my family we just had a great time with her, talking to her, getting to meet her pictures and stuff like that. She, she's just phenomenal. Um, you also have another matchup that they've announced too is uh, Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger, uh, will be taking on the badass Billy Gunn. Um, other stars appearing at the show are the uh, Cowboy James Storm, Al Snow, the sh- franchise Shane Douglas and Francine, TJP, Chavo Guerrero, Eli Drake, to name a few. It's going to be a pretty solid show and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, now, this show is a fundraiser uh, for a national nonprofit organization, uh, which is Fishing with Special Friends, uh, based out of Wilmington. So, proceeds for this show will be going to benefit that um, organization. So, come out, enjoy some wrestling for a good cause, come check out the show. I'm very much looking forward to it, like I said. so um, That's pretty much it from what I've got for wrestling news as far as upcoming events and other stuff going on in the area. Uh, Some figure news. Not a whole lot going on since San Diego Comic-Con ended a couple weeks ago. Uh, We do have some figure sightings. Uh, Looks like Ultimate Edition Series 1 is showing up in stores now. Looks like mainly Target's as Target and Walmart's this week looks to be doing the revisions on their toy aisles. So which means all the new stuff is coming in. So um, Ultimate Edition Series 1 which includes Ronda Rousey and the um, Halloween Havoc attire for the Ultimate Warrior from WCW. Um, they're going to run about $29.99. You should be able to find them in stores. looks like there's two of each per case, so four per, four in a case. Um, like I said, they're showing up in your target stores now. Elite 68, which is the SummerSlam series, is starting to hit Walmart just in time for SummerSlam. So that set includes the, uh, the King Mabel figure with the Chase King Mabel, and is also including the Walmart exclusive figure, Pat Patterson. So be on the lookout for those. And good luck trying to find that Patterson, because I am still trying to find Sensational Sherry, which doesn't seem to have hit my area at all, and it, quite frankly, has been pissing me off, because I need that Sherry figure to go with my damn Macho King figure, and it's just making me mad. And I'm not going on Amazon or eBay and paying $60 for a damn figure, so, yeah. Yeah. But that's all I've got for this week. I really don't have much else. Um, I've actually got no questions, no fan questions at all. Um, I guess nobody really wanted had anything to ask me. So, I mean, that's cool. We can cut the show a little short this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. Episode 6 of the WrestleGadden Podcast. And again, thank you all for your time. And we'll chat with y'all next week. Later, losers. This edition of Unomas Tacos, Wrestlegeddon, has been brought to you by the good folks over at Bright Rose Events, where your event is their business and it's personal. Bright Rose Events specializes in themed events, weddings, birthday parties, anniversaries, corporate events, and any type of event that you can think of. If you need a planner and you're in the Raleigh-Durham area, check out BrightRoseEvents.com for more information and contact information. You can also find more information at Facebook.com slash BrightRoseEvents, Instagram at BrightRoseEvents, and Twitter at BrightRoseEvents. Remember, that's BrightRoseEvents.com for all your event planning needs in the Triangle area.